Inside the duct, it was hot and wet. Nothing new there, thought Kezi, shifting her weight carefully. The metal snapped in complaint, and she made herself be still. The space felt smaller than it had last time. Polka would scoff as she said so, and ask if her shoulders yet touched the walls. They didn't, but she had several times bumped her head as she'd crawled to the leaking seam and scraped her elbows against the metal while she was applying the sealant. Polka said it was only her weak heart that made her clumsy. He would tousle her hair as if she were very small and tell her to ask the Luthia for a prayer and a potion. After the last repair, when Polka had laughed at her, Kezi had done just that. The Luthia, Grandmother Selene, made her sit at the fire and poured tea from her kettle for them both. She asked many questions about the ducks, their purpose, and their importance to the company, sipping, listening with witches' ears while Kezi explained that the ducks were the path that the boiling water took along the bottom of the floor above their heads, that it once warmed the soil of the garden and the company's living space. When she had finished, the Luthia poured more tea into Kezi's cup and bade her drink, that a strong head was not a weak heart. Now, waiting on hands and knees in the damp heat, the little light in her work hat flickering like a flame in a draft. She tried to breathe slow and calm, like Selene had taught her. It was not a sin that she disliked the ducks. She did not have to like them. All that was required of her was that she do her given work well. It was said of the company by the elders of the company that what Badelhands built rarely needed repair. The ducks and the steam plant, those that had not been built by Badel, but they had been rebuilt by those capable hands, and Kezi's trips inside were not frequent. Still, she thought, taking another breath, and thinking, not of water so hot it would boil the skin from her bones in an eye blink, but of Malda, waiting for her at the access point, sitting exactly where she had told him, quivering from pointed nose to skinny tail. She had promised him a run in the upper level when this work for her elder was done, what was Polka doing? Kezi wondered irritably. Had he fallen asleep? As if he had heard her thought, Polka spoke, his voice loud through the metal skin. Tolerance is check. You may return to us, little sister. This was the worst part. She had long since grown too big to turn around in this small space, which meant she had to crawl backward to the nearest access point. As slow as it was to crawl in, it was twice as slow and slower to back out. At last, though, she made it. A breeze cooled her sweaty cheeks and she bit her lip, forcing herself to keep an even pace. If she went too fast, she risked another seam parting, which would mean she would have to go back inside. Strong hands grabbed her around the waist, pulled her free of the last inches of the duct. Polka swung her around high over his head like she was a baby, then set her gently on her feet. Well done, little sister. I am grateful for your assistance, and now I give you leave to go. Polka pulled the work hat from her head and gave her a swat on the rump. By all means, do go, and take your blessed servant with you. He met Malda, who sat as she had pictured him, quivering with joy at her return, his pointed snout wrinkled in a smile. Polka, Kezi thought, didn't much like Malda, but then Malda didn't much like Polka. She pulled off her gloves and hung them on the loop of her belt. Malda, she said, snapping her fingers. 
Come. The little dog leapt up and ran to her, made one tight, wriggling turn around her ankles, and looked up into her face expectantly, as if he was afraid she'd forgotten her promise. As if she could. Kezzy took a deep breath of cooler air, and another, hearing the clatters and clanks Polka made as he sealed up the hatch. As soon as that was done, he would go to the wheel and turn it, flooding the place she had just been with scalding water.